classic streams. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's early afternoon, about an hour after the close of our last episode. As on the sixth floor of the court building, in the waiting room of Dr. Kenyon, juvenile board psychologist, we hear... Oh, here they are, Della. Hello, Doctor. Mr. Mason. Hello, Mr. Mason. Well, how's my girl, Dory? Ah. Hello, Dory. Well, don't I get a hug, too? Oh, yes, Mr. Oh, bless your heart. I wish you, Doctor. Frankly, I'm amazed. Yes? Mr. Mason, Dr. Kenyon said I could see Mommy again. Oh? Later this afternoon. For just a little while. Oh, uh, Adela. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Dory. Look, don't I see a blackboard over there? And look, honey. Here's some chalk. Would you draw me a picture, Mr. Mason? I certainly will. Well, Doctor? Mrs. Grant didn't spend more than 20 minutes with that child. But the change in her, it... Well, you can see for yourself. Yes, well, Dory loves me. Yes. You know, I've been following the trial in the newspapers, Mr. Mason, and up to now, I'm afraid I believe Mrs. Grant was guilty. But actions speak louder than words, and I can't see a woman who's earned love like she has being a killer. She isn't. But I have to prove that in court. Oh, well, how long will you have to keep Dory on the witness stand, Mr. Mason? Only a few minutes more, if that isn't too much for her. She's tired, but uh, it's important. Very. Of course, we can wait. No, let her finish today, Mr. Mason. Get it behind her. I'll give you written permission. Thank you, Dr. Kenyon. Odella! Coming, Terry. Can't you tell Dr. Kenyon says Dory can complete her testimony. Oh, I was sure she was, all right. You can see from the way she's acting. Well, you she's... agree that actions speak louder than words, too, huh? What? I think that... And I believe that most eminent psychologist, Frederick Apt, thinks it also. What, that actions speak louder than words? Yes. And if I can make him take the action I want, his actions will not only speak, Mr. Frederick Apt will stand up and yell. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on back in court, Della. I'll show you. Mr. Rapp, there has been some question about the persons this witness has referred to. So, will you stand up, Mrs. Grant? That's right. Now, please stay where you are at the defense table. Now, Mr. Carlo, you stand up. Now, don't move, Mr. Carlo. Why, what is your objection, Mr. Rapp? You were the one who said there was confusion in Dory's testimony. Uh, well, all right, stand up, Mr. Carlo. Now, Dory, do you know those two ladies standing there? Uh-huh. Will you tell me their name? Oh, well, that's Mommy standing beside Miss Grant in the street. Hello, Mommy. Uh, Dory, will you tell us her name so that we'll know that you know? Oh, Mommy is Mrs. Dorothy May Grant. Uh -huh. And the other lady, the one standing uh, behind Mr. Rapp? Mr. Carlo. Good. Now, Dory, we got all mixed up this morning, uh, and since actions... Speak louder than words. What, Mr. Mason? Suppose you finish telling us what happened the day you tried to leave that apartment. Oh, all right. Now, Dory, when you mention Mommy or Mr. Carlo, use their name. Hmm? And so there won't be any doubt at all, point your finger at the lady you mean. Like this? Point just like that. Now, 
Let's see. Now, you were all alone that day, weren't you? Mommy was there. Well, use her name, Dory, and point. Oh, oh. Mrs. Grant was there. She, Mr. Carter, was gone away with him. Mr. Blanc? Hmm? So we went downstairs. Who, Dory? Her, Mrs. Grant. We went downstairs and tried to go outside. And what happened? A man stopped us. Did you know him? No, but he wouldn't let us go outside. You asked? Well, Mommy, she, Mrs. Grant, asked. But he wouldn't let us. He said Mr. Blanc would be mad because we tried to leave. I see. And so? We went back upstairs. I started to cry. And Mommy, uh, that's Mrs. Grant, she carried me. Crying because you didn't want to go back? That's right. She, I mean Mrs. Grant, she cried too. We didn't want to go back. Why not, Dory? We didn't like it there. Why? Objection. Defense counsel has had access to this witness during the past hour. Undue influence could have been exposed. Oh, Mr. Raft, I saw Dory only in the company of Dr. Kenyon. If you like, I'll bring the doctor in here, put her on the stand, and get her statement. Uh, well, Mr. Raft? Objection withdrawn. Thank you. All right, now, Dory. Why didn't you like that apartment? Well, she... That woman, Mr. Carlo, didn't like me. I object to this line of questioning unless Dorothy can give a specific instance of abuse or mistreatment. Well, uh, Dory, did Mr. Carlo ever beat you or hit you or... Oh, no. Mommy wouldn't let her. Oh, I see. Well, uh, what about Mrs. Grant? Was she good to you? Oh, yes. She was always nice. She never got mad. I mean, at me. But one time when Mr. Carlo... Oh, well, that's, that's all right, Dory. I was just going to tell you when she tried to burn Mr. Carlo. Did I say something wrong? No, no, Dory, not at all. And we thank you very much. All right, sit down, Mrs. Grant, Mr. Carlo. Uh, you can get down now, Dory. Oh, no, she can't. What? Just stay right there, child. I've got a question now. Oh? Snapping at it, Helen. What? He's snapping at it. Snapping at what? Debate, debate. Wait, listen to him yell. Now, Dorothy, you just told us that Mrs. Grant was always sweet and kind. Uh-huh. But, as Mr. Mason said, actions mean more than words. My daddy says that, too. Now, let's hear of the action Mr. Mason stopped you from telling us about, Dory. When Mrs. Grant tried to burn Mr. Carlo. Oh, did it really happen? Uh-huh, in the kitchen. There was a pan of water on the stove. It was a gas stove. And was the water boiling? Uh-huh. And Mommy, Mrs. Grant, took the pan of water and made Mr. Carlo run away. Oh, she did, did she? Uh-huh. So the sweet, kind, even-tempered Mrs. Grant, who never got mad, flew into a murderous rage, did she? She tried to burn Mr. Carlo with the water. She was so mad. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. There is an action that tells you a lot about the defendant. That's all, Dorothy. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, Dory, but now I have a question. What? You didn't tell us all about what happened, Dory. You haven't told us why Mrs. Grant tried to burn Mr. Oh, Carlo. Oh, Your Honor. You opened this door after I'm questioning Dory about part of the same action you did. Now, Dory, why did she try to burn Mr. Carlo? Because of the milk. What? Mr. Carlo tried to give me some milk. There, the now you've heard the reason. Let the child step down. Right? Wait, Ap, wait. Was that all that was in the glass, Dory? Just milk? No. No, Mommy and I were cleaning the refrigerator. I mean, Mrs. Grant. Mrs. Grant had some milk for my lunch. Oh, Mason, we've labored this time. Uh, go on, Dory. Well, just had time to clean the refrigerator before lunch. And then she, Mr. Carlo, got up. Got up? 
up out of bed and came into the kitchen. Mom, Mrs. Grant was putting some milk bottles on the back porch when Mr. Carlo came into the kitchen. Oh, wait, now, you say that she had just gotten up. How do you know that? She had on her bathrobe and slippers. She never got up until just before lunch. Objection. Oh, never mind. Uh-huh. So what happened, Dory? Mr. Carlo saw the milk. She poured some in a glass, and she got some other stuff out of another bottle, a green bottle. Mr. Carlo called it rum. You called it rum, Dory? You're sure? Well, she called it that, and I said we needed the milk for lunch. And that's when she said... Uh, who, Dory? Mr. Carlo. She said, all right, if I wanted some milk, I could have some of hers. Uh, wait, Dory... Some of hers that she had mixed with that stuff from the green bottle? Uh-huh. I didn't want any. It didn't smell so good. But she tried to make Tried it. to make you drink it? Yes. I cried. Then Mommy came back and saw her. Mrs. Grant? Mrs. Grant. She saw me crying. She saw what Mr. Carla was doing. And Mommy... Mrs. Grant got mad. Mrs. Grant got mad. Picked up that water and... Oh, she was awful mad. Yes, Dory, I'll bet she was awful mad. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, isn't it beginning to complain? The deeper we go, the more truth we see in May Grant's statement at the time of her arrest. She said she was a prisoner. And by any definition, May Grant and Dory were prisoners. If you're locked up against your will, you're a prisoner. That's all. And as for this last... Well, May Grant is human, ladies and gentlemen. Not a murderess, but human. And is there a human being in this room who can blame her for getting awful mad? May Grant loves this baby. How do you think she felt when she saw that woman? And I'm talking about the one right over there behind you, Mr. Rapp. When she saw that woman trying to force liquor down this child's throat. Can you blame her? That's all, Dory. Mr. Rapp doesn't have any more questions. At the start, Mr. Rapp paid Perry Mason lip service as being a master courtroom strategist. But those were just words. Now, Mr. Apt is seeing Perry Mason in action. And Mr. Apt doesn't feel quite so confident. Well, be sure to join us for tomorrow's important and exciting development. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's immediately after the close of our last episode, when, for the first since the beginning of the trial of State versus May Grant for the murder of Marcel Blanc, the tide of battle seems to be turning against Prosecutor Apt. And right now, as little Dory Grant leaves the stand, as Prosecutor Apt prepares to call his next witness, 
At the defense table... Oh, Mr. Bailey, Mr. Edward L. Bailey. Oh, Perry, hmm? that was wonderful. Oh, now, Della. Everybody knows how May and Dory were prisoners in that apartment. And it didn't hurt any to bring out what Kitty tried to do to Dory. Seeing that baby rum. Well, what's the matter? How about you our detective? To... What? What well, about our detective? Well, I, I, I called his office. He was out. Well, I keep calling. Now I want to hear the next witness. Hey, Perry, I think I know him. You do know where the phone booth is, don't you? Oh, you slave driver. I mean it. Right now, I need a break. One little break from Paul to keep this ball rolling. You get Paul on the phone, and if there's any message, you give it to me no matter what is happening. All right, Mr. App, the witness is ready. Thank you, Your Honor. Will you tell us your name, please? Uh, Bailey. Edward L. Bailey. And your profession, sir? Attorney. Corporation attorney. Your reputation is well known, sir, but uh, for the record... The nature of your legal practice is such that you deal with large sums of money. Well, uh, you're on the board of the Hunt Bank. Yes. A director in Marshall Motors. I am. And a past president of the Bar Association. Yes. Splendid record, sir. You ought to be congratulated. Yes. I, I, I'm a busy man, Mr. App, now. Uh... Hey? Oh. oh, yes, of course. And now, uh, now I ask you, Mr. Bailey, did you know a man named Marcel Blanc? Yes, I did. And his wife, professionally known as Kitty DiCarlo? Well, uh, not personally. Now, what about the child, known as Dory Grant? I've met her. And uh, the, the woman right over there, the defendant. Yes. Now, how did you happen to meet these people, sir? Well, in the uh, course of my duties as trustee for the child's estate. It's a sizable estate, I believe. Hmm? Oh, several million. Yes, sizable. I suppose you could say uh, sizable. Uh, since you are a busy man, Mr. Bailey, I'll come to the point. You can clear up for us. Yes, good. You talked with the defendant and with the deceased Mr. Blanc. And with the child in the apartment where they lived. That's true, I did. Now, how did you happen to go there? Well, uh, Miss DiCarlo was making application to take over as administratrix uh, of her daughter's estate. Oh? I went to see if the child was getting proper care. So you went to the apartment? I did. <clears throat> I believed uh, Miss Grant was uh, simply the nurse. Mr. Bailey, it's been implied that the little girl and Mrs. Grant were prisoners in that apartment. Now, can you shed any light on that assertion? Prisoners? Dorothy told us she tried to leave the apartment with Mrs. Grant, but that they stopped and turned back. Oh, oh, that. <laughs> yes, of course, that's easily explained. Uh, I approved the expenditure myself. Expenditure? To pay the uh, private detectives guarding the little girl. Uh, that fellow Blanc, uh, level-headed seeming chap, uh, he thought it'd be a good idea if uh, she were guarded. Well, later, there seemed to be some question about the nurse, uh, Mrs. Grant. I'm certain that fellow Blanc gave the guard specific orders against uh, her taking Dorothy out. Well, did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> now, one more thing, Mr. Bailey. It's been implied Mr. Carlo is not a fit mother for her child. Now, you went to the apartment to investigate that very question. Give us your impressions, if you please, sir. There's no question about it. The apartment was neat as a pin, with everything in it a child could want. I spoke to the little girl myself. I saw her playing. Now, she was happy as a lark. And did you question Mrs. Grant? I did indeed. I questioned her specifically. Asked her how the little girl felt about her mother. Well, the child told me she loved her mother. Yes, yes, but uh, did Mrs. Grant say anything about Mr. Carlo? She did. Mrs. Grant told me specifically and definitely that the little girl's mother was a perfect mother. Yeah. I, uh, I believe that's all, Mr. Bailey. You've cleared things up nicely. Yes, then if I may retire... I have I... a question or so, Mr. Bailey. Oh, but Mr. Mason, Mr. Bailey's a busy man. Sure, but not so busy he has to fly away before he's cross-examined. Go ahead, Mr. Mason. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Bailey. Yes? 
Did you personally know just why Marcel Blanc seemed to distrust Mrs. Grant? Well, not personally. He said there was some question of her loyalty. As far as you know, she was loyal. Well, yes, putting it like that. That's how I put it. She could have been. Then she could also have been a prisoner for no reason you knew of, for no legal or moral reason. Well, yes, yes, she could have been. I point out to the jury the assumption remains unchanged. May Grant was a prisoner, no matter who paid the guards. Now, about your visit, Mr. Bailey. You say the apartment was clean, neat as a pin, I believe you said. Yes, it was. Who kept it that way? Well, I don't know. I assume... You don't know Mr. Carlo did? No, as a matter of fact, I don't. At that time, it didn't make much difference to me. The point was, the apartment was clean. Yes. Now, about what Dory and Mrs. Grant told you. Did Dory say she loved Miss DiCarlo? Of course. She said she loved her mother very dearly. Oh, just a moment, Mr. Bailey. I'll read to you an extract from Dory's testimony. Uh, Question. To whom do you mean when you say mommy, Dorothy? Answer. Mommy, Mrs. Grant. What? Did Dory say she loved Mr. Carlo or mommy? Well, come to think of it, I don't believe she referred to Mr. Carlo. In fact, uh, yes. In fact, she was holding Mrs. Grant's hand and looking up into her face when she said she loved her mother. And well, that chap, Blanc, uh, said something just then that uh, took my mind off it. But I was led to believe that when Doris said mommy, she meant her mother, uh, Mr. Carlo. Yes, we understand. And now, Mr. Bailey, as to what Mrs. Grant said about Dorothy's mother, did Mrs. Grant refer to the mother by name? I mean, Mr. Carlo? Why, well, I, I'm under the impression she did, but I couldn't swear to it. All right, then. Just what did Mrs. Grant say about Dory's mother? It was a simple tribute, simple and touching. She merely said that Dory's mother loved Dory. It gave her pleasure to bathe her, feed her, make clothes for her doll, all those things. She said she supposed Dory's mother was a good mother because she did all those things uh, simply because she loved her child. Mr. Bailey, when Mrs. Grant talked about Dory's mother... She could have been talking about herself, couldn't she? Well, I couldn't say she was, young man. I can only repeat her words. You understand. But, uh, you ask me if she might have been. Yes, yes, she might have been. Hmm. Thank you, Mr. Bailey. And now, sir... Oh, uh, excuse me one moment, Your Honor. Harry, I reached Paul. Here you are, take this note. You certain? Positive. Okay. Now, watch me. Your Honor. Yes, Mr. Mason? Your Honor, at this time, the defense moves that you direct the jury to find the defendant not guilty. What? What did you say? The prosecutor's case is coming apart at the seams. Now we've heard innuendos and insinuations and half-truths from a whole parade of witnesses. A flock of them, Your Honor. But so far, not one has proved May Grant lied. So far, not one has proved that May Grant and only May Grant could have killed Marcel Blanc. Oh, yes. The evidence points to a woman. But why May Grant? You suggest someone else, Mr. Mason? I certainly would. And who would you suggest? Kitty DeCaro. Oh, silly. Every shred of evidence that points to May Grant points to Kitty DeCaro as well. 
Every shred of physical evidence. And that's all you have, Mr. Rapp. Mm. Well, you should have been the prosecutor, Mr. Mason. If I had been, believe me, I would have come into this court with clean hands. Mr. Mason. Sorry, Your Honor, but I was carried away. If Mr. Mason were in my place, Your Honor, he'd put Mr. Carlo on the stand and prove an alibi for her before anything else. Am I right, Mr. Mason? Yes, you certainly are. Your Honor, I think he has a point there. Believe me, sir, we can all learn from such a man as we'll put Mr. Carlo on the stand with your sales, Mr. Mason. It means I'll prove Mr. Carlo's alibi before I do another thing. His Honor will agree to adjourn until tomorrow. Oh, I will move that we adjourn, Mr. Rapp. So ordered. Court adjourned until ten tomorrow. It's been pretty easily, didn't he? Well, we're quite sure if Perry Mason hadn't been so positive he'd maneuvered the prosecutor into a trap, he'd have noticed the smile around Mr. App's eyes when he asked for an adjournment. It's certainly evident that something has happened behind the scenes and... Well, join us tomorrow by all means, won't you? It's early evening, several hours after the close of our last episode. As in front of Della Street's apartment building, we hear... Here I am, Perry. Hmm? Oh, good. Oh, my, you look nice, Stella. Very nice indeed. I smell good, too. New perfume. Oh? Where'd you park the car? Oh, wait, isn't there a florist shop in this block? A florist? Hmm. Why, yes. Come on, I'll show you. You don't usually give me flowers until after you've won the case. Yeah, uh, yes, that's true. I uh... thought you were a little set back this afternoon when Mr. Apt agreed to put Kitty on the stand. But since we located the witnesses who will give Kitty her alibi, and since we know what to do about them... Hey, did I give you that insurance report at the office? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I'm good. all ready for them. But, um... Well, I, I, I don't know how to tell you this, Stella. But, um... You'll have to wait for your flowers. Oh? Well, at least until we're sure Mr. Rapp doesn't have the key to the trap I've set for him. The, uh... <clears throat> flowers are for a lovely lady. Uh, another lovely lady. Thanks. Anyone I know? Uh-huh. Who? Uh, let's go in. Mmm, ah, you do smell good. That's the flowers, silly. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, I would like to order some roses, please. Roses, yes, indeed, sir. And does the young lady wish red or white? Oh, uh, or... they aren't for me. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought... Oh, it's a natural mistake. I made it myself. Mm. Uh, A dozen of the red, if you please. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, To be delivered or... Yes, to be delivered. Yes, sir. Mm. Take me a moment to pack them, sir. Well, we won't wait. I'll just leave a card. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, they're lovely. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are for a Mrs. Morgan at... uh, Well, here. Here's her address. You can copy that. Yes, sir. I'll get you one of our special cards. All right. So they're for Mrs. Morgan, Well... She sure deserves bouquets. Mm-hmm. She deserves more than that. If she hadn't posed as Kitty DiCarlo and helped locate those witnesses... Here you are, sir. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, that's all right. I have my own pen. Yes, sir. Oh, pardon me, sir. Mm-hmm. Peerless flower shop? Oh, oh, yes, sir. Mr. Frederick Ant. Yes, sir. Harry. Hmm? Of course, Mr. Ant. Oh... A half dozen of the red. Yes, sir. And will you pick them up, or shall I, uh... Yes, sir. They'll be waiting. Oh, and Mr. App, may I offer my congratulations, sir? How is this for a coincidence? 
I've been following the case in the papers, and... Uh, you're certainly welcome, sir. And thank you. Yes, sir. I'll leave the box open so you can put in your card. Goodbye, Mr. Happ. They'll be waiting for you. Oh, excuse me. I, I couldn't help overhearing. But was that Mr. Frederick Happ? Oh, yes, indeed. That's the prosecutor. The famous prosecutor. Oh, we have some very important customers. Well. Just at the moment, Mr. App is prosecuting... Uh, you've been following the case by any chance? Well, yes, we are rather familiar with it. I'll tell you something. Do. That defense lawyer, Mason? Oh, yes, Mason. Mason doesn't have Mr. App worried a bit. No? No. Mr. Happ is in excellent spirits. There was some speculation in the papers today after the defense demanded Mr. Carlo's testimony, but I can personally tell you Mr. Happ isn't worried. Well, fine. Now, now if you'll uh, take my card. Hmm? Oh, yes, sir. I'll put it right in the box. Uh, hmm. Something the matter? <laughs> you, you signed this very mission. It happens to be my name. Well, well now... Isn't that a coincidence? Uh-huh. Oh. I'll pay you for those now. Oh, yes, Mr. Mason. It, it'll be $12, sir. Right. You are? Yeah. Well, and now I will tell you something. Please, Mr. Mason, now I did To mean... tell Mr. Apt when he comes in to pick up his flowers. You tell him Mr. Mason isn't worried either. Will you do that, hmm? Yes, sir. See the flowers get right out to Mrs. Morgan, all right? it look like? Mr. Apt's coming to visit. Mm, I wondered why the perfume... Well, he happens to like it. So much? Mm-hmm. He wants to rehearse my testimony. But I'm not going to talk about the trial all night. No. He likes perfume. Well, that beer smell, you better get out of here, Anna. You know, sometime you're going to come barging in and he'll be here. I didn't expect to see Mr. Rapp. <clears throat> Who'd you expect, Vanek? My stocking seems straight enough. No, John, either. Then who? <laughs> What's up, Anna? Kitty, I just got a phone call. Yeah? From Mona Lee. Mm-hmm. Mona Lee Fox, dearie. One of your witnesses. So what? She phoned me from the Tittle Bar. She works there. <laughs> but you know where that is, don't you, dearie? Me? Don't give me that innocent look. Anna, what's this all about? Don't you ever learn? Didn't Jacobson teach you? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, I'll tell you. You were out drinking. Me? Last night with a man. You must be nuts or something. I never you let little you... little fool. Keep away from me. You want to wreck everything? Now, wait, Anna. Let me tell you. Who was he? Anna, wait. Come out from behind that chair. Now, you tell me. Stop it, Anna. I didn't go out of this room last night. I warned you not to. Apt was here last night. Mr. Apt, now you know that. Yes, but after he left. No, Anna, I didn't. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying. Did Mona Lee say I was... 
If she said I was in the turtle bar, she was lying. Either she, she was lying or mistaken. She wasn't lying, and she wasn't mistaken. She saw you, and Richard Lappin saw you. They couldn't have. Now, wait a minute, Anna. Did she call just to say I she was in the turtle bar? called report, and she mentioned seeing you. Oh? About midnight. But Mr. Apt was here until... Anna, don't look like that. They saw somebody else. They couldn't have. Well, why not? There's somebody who looked like me. They've never seen me. No. Just pictures of me. They, they could be mistaken. Possibly. Well, just a coincidence, Anna. Somebody else who looks like now me. That's that... stretching coincidence too far. Uh-huh. Mona Lee spoke to you. She what? Mona Lee is smart. She's going to alibi you. And it looks strange if she hadn't recognized you. Oh, and then she spoke. She said, she good spoke. evening, Miss DiCarlo, and you answered. I answered? So you see, dearie, that's what I said. Well, wait. Wait, what time was that? About midnight. All right, Anna. I can prove it. You haven't seen Vanny. Not since I talked to Mona. Why? John saw Mr. App leave last night. Hmm? He did. You can ask John. Just ask him. He'll tell you it was after midnight when App left. Just ask John. I will. Before you have a chance to speak to him. He'll tell you, Anna, unless he lies to get me in touch. John won't lie to me. So, okay, it was somebody else, Anna. It had to be. You told me the truth. I have. It was somebody else who looked like You me. think so, huh? What else? Somebody who looked enough like your picture to fold Mona Lee. <laughs> Somebody with your name? Oh. That's a little too much coincidence, dearie. Yeah. Gee, what's it mean, Anna? I don't know. Trouble? Trouble? No, not trouble. At least, not trouble I can't handle. I'm worried, Anna. I, I... Don't you worry, sweet. Don't you worry one second. Not if John backs your story. Oh, he will. Well, then, don't you even think about it, dearie. Just see that Mr. Apt has a pleasant evening. Anna, what, now, what if Miss... Now, Mr... don't you bother, baby. Do you hear me? Anna, I'll think it over. Oh, yes. You may be sure Anna will think it over. Now then, do you want a vase, Catherine? <laughs> do you think Mr. Apt is likely to bring you some flowers? Well, if Frederick Apt were the only antagonist he had to face, Perry Mason wouldn't have as much cause to worry. But behind Mr. Apt and Kitty, behind everything that's happened to May Grant, is Anna B. Hurley. And now that Anna is alerted, well, join us tomorrow by all means. Classic Streams. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams.